TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It was a little more than one year since the U.S. ended its military engagements in, Af- in Afghanistan. Now, in the chaos that followed, hundreds of thousands of people fled the country. Some of them have ended up moving to the United States, right? Not so long ago. Where are some of those folks resettling? And are they getting used to being in America? Well, to help answer that, we invited the president and chief operating officer of Welcome.us, Anya McMurray, to join us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Welcome, Anya. So glad to have you join us tonight. Well, good evening. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, when we first started hearing about um, many Afghans were coming to our country during this very difficult exchange, um, having them uh, resettled here in the United States, there were some, I would say most of the people I talked to were really happy about it, um, but some were quite upset about it. Uh, And others always brought up, look, we really need to, you know, just pay attention to what's happening in Mexico with people crossing the border. Um, And I find that ridiculous and quite remarkable that people felt this way. Tell me what you know about them landing, being resettled, finding homes, and that sort of thing. Tell us what this has been like for you from the the beginning of those planes landing in the United States. Sure. Well, you know, those days, which, as you mentioned, were just, just a year ago, mm-hmm. um, over the last, those first Six months or so, about 80,000 um, Afghans found their way to the United States. And those 80,000 are people who have worked either directly with the U.S. government um, or with many of the U.S. government partners on the ground um, who had been seeking to build a democracy of their own in Afghanistan and working very much alongside our, um, our military um, you know, in, in harm's way, uh, day in, day out having the back of our troops and really, as I said, seeking to build a better country for themselves. And when, um, and when the United States left, they were um, an, in tremendous risk because of the things that they believed in and the things that they fought for, which were the things, uh, you know, that, that, that make our country great too, freedom and liberty and the opportunity to, to build your own life the way you want to build it. And uh, for many of them, it was really a, a life or death moment. Um, and I think the United States stepped up and worked hard and, you know, through a tremendous network of public and private individuals, um, got hundreds of thousands of people out of Afghanistan 
And as I mentioned, 80,000 of them have have made it here to the United States and and are in communities now all across this country um, in what I think is really just a remarkable um, testament to the welcoming spirit of this country. Um, People have been welcomed. They've been given homes, places to stay. People have helped them figure out how to use the bus system, gotten kids enrolled in school. Um, And so that's where where we are today is is that ongoing journey of getting those 80,000 Afghans on, on the path to becoming Americans. It is quite remarkable um, listening and watching. I don't read enough about it. You know, I try to, to find more articles on how they are resettling. Are they, um, I apologize for that phone call. Um, I, I wonder how will we know or when will we know that they are doing well? It takes time to walk into another country and expect people to understand it all, even though they were our, our allies, um, these that came here. Do I have that correct? Absolutely. Um, so yes, they were our allies. As I said, they were either working directly, immediately with the U.S. military mm-hmm. um, in Afghanistan, or with you know many of our um, government partners, uh, NGOs, um, and others who were building a, a democracy, a free and fair uh, society there. But but you're right. It is um, you know e- even even though many of them. Um, we're quite familiar with America through the stories of the Americans they were working with or what they saw on TV or, you know, even just speaking English. M- many of them do speak English quite well. Um, you know, coming here is hard. It's a very different place. Um, America is big and bustling and um, overwhelming, I think, for, for many people who have never been in a place that has that has so much to offer, even though we know many, you know, not all Americans have have everything they need either. Um, and one of the one of the things that we've really seen is this just tremendous outpouring of support. And I think what I've been so struck by is it is actually so many Americans who themselves feel like they struggle day to day have been the first to step up. Um, they've been the ones who understand just how hard it can be um, to build a, to build a life um, here. And they've been the ones who have escorted people to the bus lines, helped them get their first job, helped them, you know, find that first house. So this isn't um, this isn't a, an, an operation that has been exclusive to, to one part of our American society. This, this welcoming of our Afghan allies has really been um, a whole of society effort. And one of the things we're most proud of is our, our partnerships range from working with the Lions Club and Rotary um, to the YMCA to Girl Scouts um, to some of the biggest companies in the country like Accenture and Google, Walmart, Um and it also includes these tremendous organizations that have been doing the very hard work of resettling refugees for years and years. Um, the, resettlement, the resettlement organizations, and there are nine national organizations, and then there are hundreds of affiliates and communities all around the country. Um, and Minnesota is, is one of those places that is particularly good um, about resettling uh, refugees. And I think... One of the reasons they've stayed the course on that issue is because they've seen just 
the tremendous value that it can bring to, to communities, both economically and culturally, and, and creates a sense of, it reignites a sense of community, I think, when you welcome new people. So a question came up, um, was asked, okay, um, the Afghans are here, that's great, they're resettling well, um, and they're finding housing, and there are so many Americans that can't find housing because they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the question was, why is it that they get the opportunity to find housing, Mm -hmm. but we don't? Honestly, so how would you answer that? You know, I think, I I guess I would answer that um, in a couple different ways. One is... You know, there's there's nothing re- resettling in this country. Um, unfortunately, does not give anybody a leg up over over Americans. Um, it's just it's a hard it's a hard row for all in that way. But I think you know we really focus on um, the the impact that newcomers and, and I think you know the the statistics really show this bear this out. That while it may seem, and I think many people would like folks to believe that bringing newcomers um, into our communities is actually is a is a drag in some ways, it's really not. Um, so if you you know if you look, and I'll, I'll just take Minnesota again as an as an example, um, refugees and immigrants in Minnesota have paid almost five billion dollars in taxes. And have had a spending power of almost 13 billion just in 2019. Um, so they they are economic generators. It may not be that first year, but that second, third, fourth, tenth year, they absolutely are. And and I guess the other thing that's maybe a little less taking it out of the you know the nuts and bolts or the the, the math of this is I was just on the phone earlier tonight actually um, with a family who has been helping to resettle, an American family who's been helping to resettle an Afghan family in Iowa. And um, they were talking about how just in the course of four months since this Afghan family arrived, um, they went from being, this Iowa family went from being the welcomers, making sure that they, this family had what they needed and were at the, able to get to the grocery store and all of those things, to now the Afghan family hosting the Iowa family for dinner and hosting their friends. And every time they go um, to see if the Afghan family needs something, they leave with full bellies themselves because they feel it's as if it is a, it's a two-way street, um, welcoming and, and being welcomed um, simultaneously. And I think when we get into this dichotomy of who has and who doesn't and who's new and who's, who belongs here and who's new, really, it, that's that's such a superficial way of, of looking at this. I think it takes only a couple of months before so many of these newcomers and Afghans in particular um, find their way into these communities, into our communities, and start giving back every bit as much um, as as they have taken from the outstretched hand that has offered it. But there have been some um, settlers. Uh, coming to the United States that are not welcome here, that are turned away like the Haitians. Um, And it Mm -hmm. just breaks my heart. I think if we're going to open the border, then we need to open it to people, period. Um, So that's always a challenge. Those discussions are happening. And I don't have anything against the Afghans. I'm welcoming them here. I'm grateful for the work they did with the United States um, but I, I must say there are some some thoughts that are quite troubling from others that I am hearing. Um, 
I'm wondering if they have challenges with the food here. As <laughs> you know, yeah, our food yeah. is so think, different from them. <laughs> it is different. Isn't that true? It's so true. I think, um, you know, I think, I think it depends a lot on, on where people land. And um, for example, this, this Afghan family that landed in Iowa, um, you know, I think, I think food has been a little bit different than maybe in Minnesota, for example, where there's um, actually a, a fairly large resettled population. Um, so I think it depends a little on where you are, but Food is also a great a great tool to bring people together, um, and I think again, just there's so much richness in the sharing of traditions and culture, and no way do we do that better than food. Um, and America, I mean, to me, our food is one of the ways in which you see just the tremendous melting pot that that we are. Really, it's right. remarkable. Um, right. So, and I go ahead. Oh, I was just, you know, I think I think that um, what we what we know about this country and what you know, Welcome.us was really stood up to do was was to capture that existing desire, the desire that's been there from the beginning in America, um, to help our fellow community members, whether they're newcomers or not. Um, and in this instance, we're, we are helping starting with Afghans and Ukrainians, but certainly extending to other newcomers, because to your point, there, there are um, so many people from all over the world who strive to, to be here, um, to become Americans, just as so many people before them have. And what Welcome.us was stood up to do was to make that easier for everyday Americans to, to help be a part of. Um, so, you know, as we've been really overwhelmed as um, people have have watched the evacuation from Afghanistan Afghanistan take place, and then more recently, as bombs started dropping um, in Ukraine and Ukrainians mm-hmm. needed a safe place, Americans stood up and said, "We are here to help." Um, and sometimes it is hard to find a way to do that. And Welcome.us was stood up to make it easier. So we are we are a, a portal, an entry point into that participation process, that supporting process of showing the world just how tremendously generous America can be. Um, And, you know, to any of your listeners who are interested in learning more about what they can do in their community, I'd really urge them to to go to to our website, to welcome.us. And there's information there about what you can do to help support Afghans and, and other newcomers and also Right now, we have an urgent need for Americans who are willing to sponsor Ukrainians um, to sign up. And more than 100,000 Americans have already done that, have said that we are here to help um, and we want to do our part. And there is a need for more. And we can we can help make that match and, and give people information about what it means to be a sponsor, um, to be a guide for a newcomer in your community. Um, and we've just been tremendously impressed and overwhelmed with the generosity of Americans um, to rise to the occasion in these in these times that are that are dark, that are dark. Yeah. How have all of the 50 states, excuse me for interrupting, have all of the 50 states uh, been engaged in making sure that they have a place and that they're able to thrive and that they are going to be nationalized? I'm just curious to know if that is, uh, is every state? It's a different, you know, it's, um, 
trying to think if I can answer that question with 100% certainty. I can say it's almost every state, if not every state. And what we've seen, and, and I guess I, I have no reason to believe it's not every state, especially in the, in the case of Uniting um, for Ukraine, which is the Ukraine sponsorship program. Yes. And that's because with that program, um, it is, it's people to people, it's person to person, American to Ukrainian. Um, it doesn't actually go through the, the state government system. It's, you know, you're American and you want to support a Ukrainian. Um, we can help you get matched and, and th- that person can come and, and um, become a new member of your community. What, what we have seen historically is that there are some states um, who receive more refugees than others, largely over time because they are places that have built the infrastructure to support those refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, but but more and more, we are finding that every state in the country um, has that infrastructure. It's growing, it's strengthening, and um, and and candidly, we know that that newcomers are just an incredible revitalizing force for our for our communities, um, creating new jobs. They become employers themselves. Um, there's there's really a, it's a win win for the country. And so welcome.us, um, you, are, you are looking at any refugees or, uh, that want to be resettled here. We're talking any country, or is it just the Middle East we, countries? It's such a good question. We started, um, we were stood up to respond specifically to Afghanistan. Our mission has now expanded to um, Ukrainians, and we seek to expand our role further um, to support um, all vulnerable newcomers who seek to come to the U.S. and, and start a new life. Um, that's a that's a big ambition, and so we are starting now with those populations who have um, this unexpected and urgent need, um, but recognizing certainly that there are many other people in the world who also need that path to safety and security. Is Welcome.us um, interested in doing that? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, awesome. you know, I would say it's not just that, that we're interested in doing it. Americans are interested in doing it. You know, we are asked routinely, how can I do this for other populations? And we, we want to get to the place, and we are, we are working hard to make that happen um, because we, we couldn't agree with you more that it's critical. It's not just for two particular populations. It's really, really for so many more. Right. Humanity is humanity. Thank you so much for joining us, Anya. Really appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.